As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. Have you ever been rejected? I mean, just outright uh, turned down, people turned away from you. Uh, There is a a terrible loneliness in rejection. There is uh, a deep emotional hurt that is connected with it, especially when you love someone, especially when you want the best for someone. But the reality is that many times uh, good, uh, godly people are going to experience rejection. And today we see a picture of that in the response of the hearers to Stephen's sermon. Now, over the last few studies, we have been walking through this lengthy message recorded for us in Acts chapter number 7. In fact, we have covered 53 verses in the last few days. And today we pause on one verse, just a verse, because it's the invitation. It is the response. And sadly, It is the rejection. Listen to Acts chapter 7 and verse number 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Somebody said, that's a sad verse. It is a sad verse. And perhaps you're thinking, well, this is going to be a negative study today. No, but it is going to be a serious study today. Listen to the verse again, Acts chapter 7, verse 54. When they heard these things, They were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. You might write in the margin of your Bible this one word, rejection. They said no. Now, this is very important. They were not rejecting Stephen. They were rejecting Christ. Remember what Jesus had said to his disciples. He said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. If they've persecuted me, know this, they're going to persecute you because We're not speaking for ourselves. We're speaking for Christ. We don't represent ourselves. We represent Christ. As Stephen was was not trying to rally people to himself, he was trying to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the saddest reality of this verse is not that they rejected the preacher. It is rather that they rejected the Savior. It's not simply what took place there in Jerusalem at this time. It is rather what happened to these people after they left this world and were separated from God forever because of the rejection of Jesus Christ. Just a few days ago, we were in Israel. We were in the Holy Land. And uh, as we approached the old city, on the day we entered into the old city, uh, we came through a gate. Now, there are seven open gates that surround the old city. There is one gate that is still sealed off and closed, has been for centuries, It's the eastern gate, and I've got good news for you. That gate is going to open soon because uh, that's the gate facing the Mount of Olives that our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is going to come through when he returns to set up his kingdom. But for now, there are seven open gates. We went in and out of several of them. But the first gate we came through was called St. Stephen's Gate. And it was named so because uh, traditionally it is the gate, it is the place Uh, where Stephen would have been taken through that gate out to the place of of stoning. 
He's the first martyr, you remember, of the early New Testament church. And so that's where they would have taken him out. Now, that gate is significant for a couple of other reasons because that gate is also called the sheep gate. It was the gate through which the sacrifices entered. And even more significant, it is believed that was the gate through which our Lord Jesus Christ came into the city. So when Messiah came, when the Savior came to present himself, that he came through that gate. It's close to uh, the pool of Bethesda, and it's close to the hall where later Pilate would condemn him to death. This is the, the place through which Stephen went out and Christ came in. Do you understand that Stephen was in every way identifying himself with the reproach of Jesus? You see, in, in a world where many times Christianity has been so popularized, at least some generic, vague form of it, uh, that it's comfortable, even convenient, to be identified with Christ. Understand this, the early church had no such luxury. No, to be identified with Jesus was to bear reproach. And in this one verse, this man is bearing the rejection of Jesus Christ. I wonder, are you and I willing to bear such rejection to be reproached for the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you think it's just terribly sad, we'll come back to the rest of the story. He sees Jesus, and he rejoices, and he praises God. He ends with gladness. Why? Because when you're persecuted for the name of Christ, the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Let's look at the verse for just a moment. Verse number 54 of Acts chapter number 7 says three things. Number one, when they heard these things. So first of all, there's the hearing of the truth. Everybody needs to hear the truth. It doesn't mean they necessarily are going to receive it, but they ought to have the privilege to hear it, not if they hear it, when they hear it. May God help us simply to get the word of God out. Their response is not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to get them the truth to give them at least the free offer of eternal life, to tell them who Jesus is, and then they must decide whether they're going to accept or reject the Lord Jesus. So everybody needs to hear who Jesus is. Everybody needs to hear about the God of glory. Everybody needs to hear about the coming of the just one. That was Stephen's sermon. That should be our message. Look, how shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So, if we want people to believe on Christ, they must hear the gospel. If they're going to hear the gospel, we've got to speak it. First of all, they heard. The second part of the verse says, they were cut to the heart. So, first there's the hearing of the truth. Then there is the heart conviction. Who brings that? The Lord does. The preacher didn't do that. The preacher speaks to the ears and to the mind. But only the Holy Spirit can take it all the way to the heart. He brings conviction of sin. Remember, the Spirit of truth comes to reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. Here's what I've discovered. When you speak the truth, the Holy Spirit speaks to the hearts. When you give the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will do what you cannot do. And it does cut. Remember, the Word of God, Hebrews says, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So you have the hearing of the truth and the heart conviction, and then the Bible says, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. What a vivid picture. I mean, see these people almost foaming at the mouth, trying to get at him to kill him. And here we have the hatred of those who reject Christ. What a contrast. 
the love of God being presented to them, their hatred in return. Stephen opening his mouth to speak the truth and give them the good news and them using their mouth to gnash on him with their teeth. You know, the reality is that in our world today, there are still going to be a majority of people who reject the truth. But may I give you this word of encouragement? There's always a remnant. There's always somebody standing nearby who's going to hear the word and believe. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but in the next chapter, chapter 8, guess who was standing in the crowd? A man by the name of Saul. In fact, he held the coats of those who stoned Stephen. He watched the death of the first martyr of the Christian church. And I believe that sowed a seed in his heart that would be watered and come to fruition on the road to Damascus. I believe that Saul, at this moment, got his first exposure to true New Testament Christianity and it changed him forever. Look, many may reject, but some will receive. Just keep giving the truth. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.